We all want the world to be a better place. But beyond volunteering our time or donating to worthy causes, what else can the commercial finance industry do to further that goal? In today's podcast, which is a joint collaboration between Monitor and ABF Journal, we will see an example of a commercial finance company that has created wins for its borrowers, the communities they serve, and their own bottom line. Hi, everyone. I'm Rita Garwood, Editor-in-Chief of Monitor and ABF Journal. Joining me on the podcast today is Stefan Arsenal. Stefan is Senior Vice President of Commercial Finance and Sustainable Development at Mitsubishi HC Capital America. Stefan, I'm excited to talk with you today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited as well. So your team focuses exclusively on sustainable development goals. And for those who aren't familiar, the United Nations established 17 of those goals. I'm going to name all of those for you. So there's no poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reduce inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace, justice, and strong institutions and partnerships for the goals. So that's a a big, broad range of goals there. Do you focus on some of those goals more than others, or are they all given equal focus? They're all really important goals. And what's more important, I think, um, to think about this is that it's actually 17 goals that are adopted by over 190 countries, right? They're universally adopted. And it's hard to focus just on, like, to do try to have inroads on each and every one of them. So at Mitsubishi, we actually started going through these goals and identified six key priorities or materialities, that the way we like to call them, that um, regroup these goals and in which we think we can make a difference because you, if you're, uh, if you're a mile wide, you're really not doing anything. Uh, you're only an inch deep and it's not, uh, it's not making any impact. So we're, we're hardly focused on any clean energy projects that were, that are decarbonizing society. Uh, and we are also focused on mobility solutions, which is basically the electrification of the transportation industry. So, uh, specifically trying to uh, promote EV vehicles, commercial vehicles always, um, that, because we, that's what we do at Mitsubishi. We're an equipment finance company that only does commercial uh, financing uh, for uh, class eight, one to eight trucks and trailers. And we try to su- supplement in the charging infrastructure and trying to develop any as a service solutions for um, that can help um, sort of bridge the gap in terms of technology and the risk that uh, companies need to, to kind of navigate through. And that's sort of our, our sort of our premise is that we try to uh, be more of an advisor to these companies and partner with these companies to their energy transition. That's really interesting. So it's kind of unusual to, to start off like talking about a lender um, and your, your, your premises to support these goals. Can you walk us through the method that your team uses to support the UN goals? Um, there's no real method. There's, I mean, it's uh, it's actually a cultural thing. The Japanese, and I've worked at K 
Canadian. I'm Canadian. Uh, so I've worked in Canadian companies. I've worked for large uh, U.S. finance companies. I work Canadian banks. And and one thing the Japanese do differently than all of all of these other institutions, which are all good in their own respectful ways, they actually always have a this mindset that it has to be good for the society, right? And there's actually a Japanese term for it. It's called sanpo yoshi, which literally means three-way satisfaction. It's, it has to be good for the seller, it has to be good for the, for the buyer, and it has to be good for society. And this, this is rooted back into like 17th century merchant traders, uh, cultural, it's, it's ingrained in these, in these companies. And, and Mitsubishi has been around for quite some time. It's one of the, the premier names in Japan. Um, and we try to find initiatives that kind of speak to these three or that have Sanpo Yoshi, right? That, that is good for us, good for the, for the seller and, and good for society. So those are sort of a, um, it's a high level check that we, we go through and, and walk through the projects. No, I love that approach. Me, That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not. It's not always um, rainbows and unicorns, right? It has to. It has to. We don't do this out of pure the pure goodness of our heart. It has to has to make economic sense for us. But uh, doing good is 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 good business or can be good business. Yeah, that's great. And if it's good for, as you said, the the borrower and the lender and society in general, it's a win for everybody. So, fantastic. So you mentioned that you're Canadian. And your team is based both in Canada and the United States. Um, what are the benefits of having that cross-border capability? Um, it's it's massive. I think uh, we're especially in the in the forefront of clean tech and and all these new emerging OEMs. These are companies that are selling actually to the world. Right, uh, it's not a local solution. Typically, it can be adopted everywhere, and so the SDG goals are universal as well. So you need to have the capability of being uh, able to support these OEMs not only in the U.S. or in certain states, but also in in Canada. So um, being cross border uh, just amplifies the reach and amplifies the uh, the overall solution to to companies that that want to deploy and accelerate this this transition and that's something that that is definitely essential right it's um what's good here in canada is good in in the us and vice versa so it's uh it's one of those i think that a key differentiator for us as a a finance company that that can have a team that that has people on both sides of the border so it's not necessarily just a, a referral to a different division like we have this is a thing that we want to really differentiate ourselves with and, and have a good um, footprint and be able to support all these OEMs. That's great. So you mentioned, you know, your focus on EVs and some, you know, clean energy and things like that. As a lender that's focused on sustainable development, um, what kinds of deals are you interested in pursuing? Um, yeah, so like I said, it, it has to be good for the three-way satisfaction, right, obviously. But um, we have to go through, I think, by focusing on certain industries, that those are the deals that we kind of focus on. So we go into where mobility and clean tech sort of often cross cross paths, right? Because uh, clean tech is really, the definition of clean tech is any technology that um, in either displaces, reduces, or avoids um, 
carbon emissions, right? Um, so it's it's only one aspect of the SDGs, really. Uh, one of the seventeen goals, but it's it's one where we think we can have the most impact. So we try to partner with uh, with developers, with investors, or or even startups that have have great ideas that we think we can we can help support. So it's, and mostly it's equipment financing, asset-based lending. We try to find solutions for uh, for our um, supply chain financing. So be, we go be above and beyond really of trying to find uh, all the different solutions that we offer at Mitsubishi and from a, from a debt perspective uh, and, and try to help these companies get on, on the ground and sell their product. That's great. Can you give us some examples of the more innovative or unique transactions that your team has closed? Uh, something that we're really, really good at uh, at, at Mitsubishi is, is financing, building retrofits, energy efficiency retrofits, where the developer or the building owner comes in and wants to do an energy efficiency upgrade. And uh, the savings in energy that, or the cost savings that that uh, they would generate, would pay for the lease, uh, the lease payment or the the leasehold improvement, basically. So um, certainly does take some some creativity and some innovation in that. Uh, don't want to say that we're the only ones out there that can do that and and have figured it out, but I think that's probably the largest part of our book. We've gotten really good at uh, doing those overall, uh, and. Um, yeah, so I think we're known for that. We've actually won some awards for that too in in the past. But um, there's also just basic things that we do, which is there's a basic refinancings, right? So, uh, I mean, we've been talking about loans and leases, but just refinancing existing hydroelectric dam in a remote community is something that that we're currently working on and and about to close on. And um, those are things that uh, that really drive innovation and social social advancement in that community, right? Having energy uh, in in remote places is is always something that's difficult. And and actually, uh, some for those that know that Mitsubishi HC Capital is actually a merger between Hitachi and the finance companies of Hitachi and Mitsubishi. Uh, Hitachi was actually originally founded. Um, uh, over a hundred years ago, uh, with this kind of social innovation, where community, the community was well back in the 19, early 1900s, Japan was still um, electrifying or industrializing, and the West was much more advanced than Japan was, and and they were they still needed electricity and and running water, and and industry was just starting, and um, Hitachi was was built on a sort of remote community that needed to to have industry to have electricity and uh, they actually built a, um, a generator that was powered by hydroelectric um, electricity uh, so that the the community could have employment and industry and advance the society in, in general so those are the types of things that we're we're trying to do and achieve obviously these are a bit more sexier than than a, a standard standard truck Right, we still like doing a lot of trucks and trailers, like I said, but um, those are probably the more innovative and, and things that we've been doing on. That's great. So a lot of your work could often involve more emerging technology, since you're doing all of these, um, you know, newer um, things. As a lender, how do you find the balance between the risk of financing that's something that's relatively unknown and the reward of furthering sustainability? Oh, it's so hard. 
it's really hard and it's it's probably a testament to our team uh the organization because you have to be able to have a lot of dialogue internally with with not only sales but also with with credit with operations with the legal team to try to find that balance but in terms of companies um you we're looking at a tremendous amount of opportunities like there's there's a lot of very good ideas and there's and unfortunately not all of them are are financeable for for a finance company like ourselves, especially with our with our past, because we're a traditional lender, right? We we look at history, we look at financial statements, we look at Paynet, we look at uh, Equifax scores, so historic performance to try to predict the future. Here, with these new technologies, which are to some extent unproven uh, and always going through uh, a different I guess a recall or a a modification or an adjustment. So you have to be able to to balance the technology. So the way we've sort of approached it is we look at companies that are close to commercialization and um, that have gone through a couple rounds of equity raises with uh, people that can take on more risk than we can. But we try to see be be the ones that are okay. We're we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's time to step out of the rain and and try to support this company and we see a path to commercialization and then um we we try to see that there that there's something that we can we can hang our hat on so um it's a lot of discussion it's a lot of dialogue there's a lot of people and a lot of education that needs to happen to 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 even on our side to kind of know okay what's the latest technology and and not only that but there's there's a plethora of grants and subsidies that go into into the space that really help also uh, promote the financing or the the commercialization of these this technology. I'm not sure if that answers your question. It does. I think so. So as I mentioned earlier, we don't see a lot of finance companies approaching sustainability the way that your team does, especially you have like a dedicated team for this. Um, in your opinion, what are the benefits of prioritizing sustainability for lenders and lessors who might not be doing so right now? Um. Well, it's it's one. It speaks to me. It's personal engagement, right? It speaks to me. It's sort of something that's really near and dear to my heart. But it's actually the SDG goals are were actually before they were called SDG. They were called the Millennial Goals. So, um, which are so which speak to the millennial generation. So, it's a huge uh, employee engagement and re- and hiring and retention plus. I want to say because uh, the millennials do all the work in terms of millennial uh millennial for the millennial generation is has to be engaging it has to have meaning uh it has to be tangible and has to make a difference so for us it it's making it's making a big difference uh for people to want to work for a company that is doing good for for society um so on on top of that it's it's not that complicated i mean sustainable finance or sustainability is top of mind for all major companies, right? If you if you don't have a sustainability policy or objective, or it's not you're not speaking about sustainability today, I mean you're you're probably behind the uh, the eight ball. You're not you're not thinking about the future where we want to head. So um, it speaks to a lot of organizations um, when we when we call on these on the C suites uh, um, and we have the name of Mitsubishi behind us and we're talking about sustainability. We, we have people people are start start to listen say okay what can we do so um, it definitely is a way to differentiate ourselves definitely 
And then how about for borrowers? Like a lot of borrowers might not be investing in sustainable development. What are the benefits for them to, to start? Um, it's easier than you think, right? Um, you can, obviously it's, it can be a big black box for people, but uh, it can be a way to create value, right? And, and, and also for people to kind of walk through and see what, what they could they could achieve in, and make a difference. So for a borrower, uh, I would I would look at what is their scope one uh, sustainability or carbon emission reduction initiatives that they can do. What they can they do themselves to kind of help decarbonize or reduce consumption, right? And those are can be it's it's low hanging fruit, and usually that's something that most people can kind of. If they think about it, or you just even talk to their kids, right, about what, what they're doing at school or what they could apply to their day-to-day, -day, I think it's definitely something that they can um, they can think about and, and, and work through. So we, we are trying to find ways to, to, to measure or see how much carbon emission is being uh, removed when we do our financings. Um, it's not obviously very easy, but it's 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 starting to take shape, and and there's actually even green, greenhouse gas emission accounting that's coming out. Uh, we gotta kind of keep an eye out. So um, it's a way to attract talent, like I said as well. So I think that's uh, it's definitely something that uh, business leaders should should consider, and it helps with the brand. Um, so obviously, uh, you're if you're a business owner, you wanna you wanna leverage your opportunities and you wanna build the value of your business, right? It's uh, it's a very good way to create value. Like I said, it's uh, doing good is can be good business. You just have to put your head your your thinking cap on and, and see how you can do it. And definitely. So we are approaching the end of our time here. Any final thoughts? Um. Yeah, I think I would I would urge all leaders, everybody, like to this is a collective effort. This is not something as you've seen with the 17 goals. Like there's actually 17 goals, but there's there's like 70 underlying targets, right? So to it's really hard to to make a difference by by one one sort of by its by them by themselves, right? So you have to you have to have the the collective kind of thinking about this and trying to say, okay, what can I do to kind of make a make a a difference, right? And it doesn't have to be much; it just has to be continued, right? And so, um, like like the twenty eighty rule, if you focus on the twenty percent that generates eighty percent of the changes, and you do it uh, in in small steps every day, daily. Um, a, over the long term, it's going to have a massive impact. So I think I would I would leave it with that and say, um, think of what small changes you can do every day and that you can sustain and and see what kind of impact you can have for, in the future. That's a great place to leave it and great great advice for everybody to take away from this. So Stefan, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was it was great learning about your your team and everything that you do. Thank you for, for having us and, and, and hearing us out and hearing our story. Yeah, thank you.